Welcome to the Facts Are What Matter podcast, where we discuss the lies, the myths, and the propaganda being promoted by the media and society. Let's all be informed, not uninformed, or even worse, misinformed. Here we go. Welcome to the Facts Are What Matter podcast. This is your host, Dave Swinford, and welcome to episode three, which will be about the gender pay gap. I'm going to apologize up front about this. I'd planned uh, to have a guest that I would interview about this, and uh, I went out and approached one of the authors or one of the papers that I cite, and I got no response from them. I approached a uh, person that is an HR at a former company that I used to work for, and they said initially said they would they would help, but then uh, when I sent them the questions, which were pretty benign, they didn't respond. And then I went to a consulting company here in, in my town that does HR consulting, which I thought would be a great uh, place to start. And uh, I got a decline message from them. So I'm not sure why it's so controversial. I'm just trying to talk about the facts. I'm just trying to present what what the research and the data and the facts say. So um, it's been a long time between my last podcast and this one. So that's that's why I've been trying to pull things together, get some other uh, other voices, people we can interview and get on here. So given that, I'll go ahead and proceed and, and we'll talk about what I found. What are the facts about the gender pay gap? Now, unlike the episode on taxes, where no matter how you cut it, the top 1% do pay most of the taxes, this is an issue that's a little bit messier in how you look at the data. So how do we end up with a 75% number. Well, if you take all women's income and you throw it in a pile and you average it, and you take all the men's income and you throw it in a pile and average it, and you compare them, which, by the way, is not really realistic because jobs are not homogenous. They're not the same. So that's how they end up with 75%. And some people quote it as 80% or 75%, but again, it's not really realistic. So remember, we're here to separate feelings from facts and one-off observations from the general reality. So just remember, it's really easy to hold on, to still hold on to feelings or instances where women were discriminated against. For instance, my wife reminds me of a time that her supervisor told her that he gave a coworker a larger raise because he had a family to provide for and he knew that she had a husband that worked. So, you know, that was really wrong and, and possibly illegal even back then. And then I can contrast that with more recent practices in a large multinational company that all the raises and hiring practices are highly scrutinized and the compensation practices are highly regulated and, and efforts in HR departments to make it not only fair but to keep from getting sued by the federal government and by individuals. So again, we'll dive into what what's, what's the differences are and why things may be what they are. So what are some of the facts? Well, um, there's a, several things that are listed. There's a cbsnews.com article uh, called The Gender Pay Gap is a Complete Myth. So let's see what this says. It says, men and women work typically work different jobs. Men work some of the most dangerous jobs that usually pay more, things like 
commercial fishermen, loggers, construction, um, those kinds of activities that are not that are dangerous and they pay more per hour than heavy equipment operators, things like that. So women tend to work more nurturing jobs like childcare, healthcare, teaching, which sometimes can pay less. Now, the argument that's made many times is that they, they people say this is sexist, but I'm pretty sure that no one's making the women run daycares or keeping them from being loggers or fishermen. That's kind of how the nature of our physiology and our and our psychology and our hormones actually make it work. So men typically and women typically work different jobs, so you can't throw them all in together. Men typically work higher paying jobs, even even those that say don't require the physical attributes like a commercial fisherman or logger. Like men typically a lot of men work engineering and computer science jobs. There's more men in those positions than there are women. And women, a lot of women end up in education and healthcare uh, professions. And I'm, and I'm not I'm talking lo- more you know not doctors necessarily, but maybe nurses or caregivers or or that kind of thing. Men typically work longer hours approximately six hours a week longer than women do. Again, if you're working longer hours, you can't throw throw that in the same pile as you do everybody else and average the numbers out and come up with the same and say women make 75% less because that's not, that's not apples to apples comparison. Men are more likely to work at undesirable locations and hours, weekends, evenings, things like that. Think about Alaska oil fields, Keystone Pipeline, commercial fishing boats, um, you know, those overseas uh, stints and locations, things like that. Number five, men that work in this within the same within the same labor category as women are more inclined to take on the higher stress specialties, like surgeons versus pediatricians. Or say a software developer versus a software tester, or I mean that's maybe not quite as good a comparison, but they tend to go for the more competitive, more stressful jobs. And number six, which this is interesting, unmarried women who have never had a child actually earn more than men for the same occupation and job. So there you go. So the bottom line of this this paper says that studies show that when women make the same career choices as men, they earn the same amount as men, and that means exactly the same job with the same responsibilities in exactly the same location as in like Silicon Valley versus Kansas or Texas or Alabama, you know, in the same general area, exactly the same number of hours. When you control for all that, there's about a two to four percent difference, and that that number actually comes from a payscale.com study, and I'll, I'll talk more about that later. So, in another article, there's a FEE.org article that's Foundation for Economic Freedom, and they had this uh, article. They called it Harvard Study: Gender Wage Gap Explained Entirely by Work Choices of Men and Women. 
So this was a study by Valentin Blotny and Natalia Emanuel of Harvard. And they looked at the Massachusetts Bay Transportation Authority. And in this study, they looked at male bus drivers worked 83% more overtime than the females, and they took 48% less time off, off of work. Women took less desirable routes if it meant that they were able to get nights and weekends off. In other words, the difference in male, and this is a quote, in other words, the differences in male and female earnings at the MBTA was explained by those so-called women choices. In summary, and this is the summary in the paper, not my summary, but the summary in the paper, said, and I quote, the gender wage gap is as real as unicorns and has been killed more times than Michael Myers. Another paper, this time from the Pew Research Center in Fact Tank, March 2019 by Graf, Brown, and Patton. And uh, the title of this paper was The Narrowing but Persistent Gender, Gender Gap in Pay. And again, they quote, they quote those statistics. They say women make 85% of what men earn. They fall, but then they follow that with the you know, Census Bureau says it's 80% based on 2018 data. And as you read through this paper, the quotes in the paper kind of, again, align with what we just talked about. Um, said family caregiving responsibilities, particularly motherhood, can lead to interruptions in career paths for women and have an impact on long-term earnings. Of course, we know that women many times take off when they have have children and or they work less hours, they take care of sick family members, those kinds of things. And it does impact the number of hours you can work and how much money you can make many times. Another quote says, 77% of women and 63% of men said this country needs to continue making changes to give men and women equality in the workplace. Well, yeah. Shoot, who doesn't want equality, right? So, I mean, that's sort of a, if they come and someone ask you that, ask you, do you think the country needs to continue making changes to give men and women equality in the workplace? Sure, right? You read through this paper, and the last, the last paragraph in the bottom of it, the telling quote is, and this is a quote from the paper. Even though women have increased their presence in higher-paying jobs traditionally dominated by men, such as professional and managerial positions, women as a whole continue to be overrepresented in lower-paying occupations. This may also contribute to gender differences in pay. That kind of backs up what we talked about earlier, that men, for whatever reason, are drawn or excel or whatever in jobs that tend to be higher paying jobs. Now, there's a really good paper from uh, payscale.com, and they may have these for several years, but I saw one that says gender pay statistics for 2020. And it breaks these jobs down in all kinds of categories, men versus women, and then they do uncontrolled versus controlled. And what they mean by controlled, same job, same hours, same locations, you know, those things. So same occupation. And they break it down into women of color, career progression, all kinds of things. And then how women feel about it. And those, I mean, there's lots of feelings and stuff in that thing too. So um, and the findings in this paper said that 
Again, men and women many times work different jobs. Architects and engineers, 84% of those are men. Computer and math jobs, 74% men. Community social work, 68% women. Construction, 97% men. So there's a giant table in this paper that goes through a whole bunch of different labor categories and different professions, and, and, they, and then they show um, what that is, you know, men versus women, and then they show when you control these jobs for, again, same hours, same location, same responsibilities, that um, women make 94% or more of what men make. And most of, most of the ones I saw were 98-plus percent of what men make. For the same job, they're making within 2% of what the men make. So what are some of the observations through looking through all this kind of stuff? Women leave the workforce to care for children and family, and it's not always easy to return to the workforce, and especially at the same level. So if someone's been out of the workforce for five years, that's probably doable. Let's say someone's been out of the workforce for 20 years. Well, that's tough. Think about how difficult that might be in a technology-based job or even using tools like computers and software. So looking back through time, if you look at, say, the 20-year span from 1980 to 2000, in 1980, nobody had a computer on their desk. In 2000, most people had a computer on their desk. Most people were starting to use email. Or, no, everybody had, a, everybody had a computer on their desk probably in 2000 and were using email. 2000 to 2020, it might even be worse, right? So now, because everybody's had a computer and a phone for a long time on their desk and a phone, you know, with email on it, you, we went from Blackberries, we went from just flip phones to Blackberries to smartphones within about a five-year period. It was crazy, right? And so if you've been home caring for children and you missed out on how to use Excel and how to how to do email in a work kind of environment, that, that's going to be, that'll be rough. In my work experience, I've never, I've never see, seen a man in my workplace quit work to stay home with the kids. Now, I've met some guys that did that. I knew a guy from college once and ran into him and he said he did that, but I've really never worked one. So again, there's just differences. Um, and you know, the women are way more nurturing than men or, and want to stay home with their kids. So, and it does affect their earnings, whether, whether that's sexist or not, I don't know. I just think that's, that's just, again, the data shows when you compare all the stuff or, Hours worked and overtime and responsibilities, it's about the same. You know, men are just more competitive and aggressive. That's just, I think, biology. It's testosterone versus estrogen. My history and my background, uh, I have seen that happen where we've hired uh, two professionals right out of college, paid them the very same man and woman, paid them very the same, very same amount of money, they had the same basic job opportunities uh, to work extra hours, to travel, to those kinds of things. The 
guy did that. And basically, we did a lot of travel, a lot of overtime. He was getting paid for the overtime. When you get paid for 50, 60 hours a week versus 40 hours a week, that's a pretty big difference over the course of a couple, three years. When if you're the female, she had a child and took some time off, which that was good, that's fine. But then it reflects in the earnings. It wasn't the fact that anybody tried to stiffer on her pay or tried to be uh, sexist towards her. It's just she wasn't working. She wasn't charging the hours and wasn't wasn't working. So uh, just different. Unfortunately, what happens when you get in those situations is if the guy's been working 60 hours a week for two years, in two years, he has three years worth of experience. And if you've taken a bunch of time off in two years, you may only have a year and a half worth of experience if you've taken a bunch of maternity leave or time off. And while it, this, that may not reflect directly on your hourly pay, you don't get the experience. Um, that's one reason in medical, in, in medical school, you know, they work all these, these young people tons and tons and tons of hours in, uh, in residency. They get a lot of experience. So what's some of the conclusion here? Well, the data is messy, but it indicates that when control for job category, experience, hours worked, and responsibilities, women make basically the same amount as money as men, within a tiny percent of, of what men do. And that tiny percent is easy could be easily explained by how the bent data is binned now the data is analyzed. That's what we have for today. Hope you enjoyed this episode, and we'll be back next time with another episode of Facts Are What Matter. Thanks for listening to the Facts Are What Matter podcast. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to catch our future episodes.